Hey listeners, welcome back to this episode of Spectacular Science. I'm your host, Akshay. In this episode, we're going to be answering a very burning question about coral reefs. It's actually been asked by some of our listeners, and I even have this question. It is, what if coral reefs disappeared? How would the Earth react? Well, in this episode, I want to answer that question and more with the help of Dr. Emma Camp. Dr. Camp specializes in coral reefs and is a marine biologist based in Australia. I'm going to talk to her about coral reefs, why they're important, what problems they are facing, and answer this burning question. What if coral reefs disappeared? Let's go! Hello, Dr. Camp. Hi, it's great to be here and speaking with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. So can you please introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, so my name is Emma. I'm a coral biologist at the University of Technology, Sydney, and I have a lab group here called the Future East Team. Wow. So what does you do in that lab group? So our lab group studies how coral reefs function, both now, but also how they'll look into the future, with our ultimate goal trying to better manage and conserve reefs for now, but also for future generations. Wow, that is amazing. And we're going to talk about the future later in this episode, but let's get into how you got interested. So how did you get interested in marine biology and coral reefs especially? So I always loved science. Um, when I was in high school, I, I really enjoyed biology. But it wasn't until I was able to go snorkeling with my family and I saw a coral reef for the first time. I was um, just so blown away that when you put on a mask and you look under the water, there's this underwater city that you can't see, you know, from above the water. And so that really started my love and passion for coral reefs. And I knew I always wanted to do something with them. And so through my studies, um, yeah, I was able to follow my passion. And here we are. Wow, that is so cool. It really is a hidden world deep under the sea. So it's really, really interesting. Yeah. So let's get right into the coral reefs, or I should say, let's take a deep dive into the coral reef facts. So what are coral reefs and why are they important? So corals are the foundation of reef systems and corals are what we call a holobiont, which means whole biology. So it's an animal that lives in partnership with a symbiotic microalgae. And then they have bacteria and viruses and all of these other things that basically make the coral that you see. So you can kind of think of the animal as like the factory, um, the algae is the solar panels that gives the energy to the factory. And then the bacteria and viruses are like the workers moving things around that factory. So so if we think about that's just one coral, but if we take something like the Great Barrier Reef here in Australia, um, it's the size of Italy. So it's made up of over 2000 reefs, spans a huge area um, and it's home to you know immense biodiversity. So reefs cover less than 1% of the ocean floor, but house about 25% of marine life. So they're really rich biodiverse systems. And that makes them really important. So not just for um, marine life, but also for us as humans. So they have cultural values for many communities around the world. They um, provide storm protection. So when there are hurricanes or big storm surges, the reef breaks up that wave energy and protects the land from erosion. 
and fish stocks, uh, tourism. And an interesting fact, um, actually reefs um, have many organisms that produce chemical compounds that are really valuable in the medical field. So they can kind of be thought of as like a modern day pharmaceutical cabinet with some really interesting compounds found by things that live on reef systems. Wow, that's a lot of stuff going on deep inside the sea. Yeah. And you've dived to see all that. So how was that feeling of diving into this immense ecosystem under the underwater? Yeah, I absolutely love diving. It's just, you know, it's it's it feels like such a privilege to be down there breathing underwater, um, which is, you know, just just so cool that we have technology that allows us to do that. Um, and just to be amongst the marine life and and see the the creatures and see the corals and obviously for me that's how um i use diving as a means to be able to collect the data collect the samples that i then bring back and look at um at the lab wow that is very interesting so now it's kind of the sad side it's about the problems that coral is facing so what are some of the problems that coral reefs are facing yeah, so globally, coral reefs are under immense threat. Um, a recent report by the United Nations um, said that if we get to 1.5 degrees of global warming, uh, that we may lose about 80% of the world's coral reefs. And if we get to two degrees of warming, that could go up to 90, 95% of reefs. So climate change is one of the big threats for coral reefs. So ocean warming, acidification, and deoxygenation, more intense and frequent storms, all of those um, threaten the reef. And um, with temperature being one that we we put a lot of attention on, because if you think that about the holobiont, that whole biology I described, and um, the algae and the animal need to stay in a partnership, that's really important to give the coral its energy. But when things like temperature or other stresses occur, the partnership breaks down and the algae leave the coral and the coral turns white. And that's why we say the coral is bleached. We can see the skeleton of the coral through the really translucent tissue. Um, And the coral can't survive in that state for very long. And so we know that, you know, ocean warming and triggering coral bleaching events is a really big threat. Um, There's also local stresses. So depending on the reef um, area, there can be unsustainable tourism or fishing practices. There can be invasive species. Um, and there can be things like coral disease and outbreaks. So there's a there's a whole array of stresses. Unfortunately, most of them are related to human um, impacts in some way. Wow. So what if all the coral on Earth disappeared? And this is a question that some of the listeners and I have. What if all that coral disappeared? How would it affect our Earth? So if we lost coral reefs, we would lose that habitat for all of that marine life. And some may be able to go to another habitat. So they may be able to go to, say, a mangrove or seagrass to survive. And um, but for a lot of um, marine system, you know, marine individuals, that that system is really its home. So if they're displaced, we might see extinction of some coral species. And um, we will likely see cascading effects through to even the megafauna in the ocean. Um, and we will also be impacted because of all all of those services that we discussed so so many economies rely on coral reefs and the you know the biogeochemical cycling of the oceans and the storm protection all of those all of those values that we benefit from and um, would also be lost so it would be really catastrophic and um, i think if we lost reefs but also um coral reefs are like an early warning sign for what 
what's going on in the environment. And it's really a kind of an indicator ecosystem to say, hey, you know, um, Earth's not happy. Things are out of balance. And we know that we're seeing that on other systems as well. But coral reefs are really sensitive um, to those changes. And so, again, if we lost all reefs, I think it'd be a very alarming um uh, sort of warning call for for you know all of the ecosystems um, on the planet yeah it's almost like losing your home you wouldn't be able to yeah. survive you don't have food you no. don't have shelter that's kind of like how exactly. these marine animals are yeah exactly exactly wow that is very interesting so what can we as yeah. humans do about this big problem because of this yeah. coral bleaching problem and you also explain like what if all this coral disappeared we do not want that to happen no, so, we don't. Yeah. So what can we do about it as just regular people in society? Yeah, it's a great question. So for me, I think the first thing is remembering that we're all connected to nature no matter where we are. And so therefore also to the reef. So sometimes people say to me, oh, but I live, you know, in an island and not in an island nation. Like I'm landlocked. I don't have reefs anywhere near me. So kind of I'm not impacted or I don't impact the reef, but that's not the case. And um, because especially because climate change is the big impact for reefs, every kind of decision that we make from when we get up to go to bed um, impacts the environment and in turn is impacting reefs. So anything we can do to reduce our impact on, on, you know, um, on earth in terms of reducing our emissions. So, you know, eating less meat, you know, taking public transport, those things, you know, collectively do make a difference and will make a difference for the reefs. Um, obviously, you know, um, a lot of the listeners won't be of an age to vote, but that doesn't mean that you can't um, advocate to the people in charge um, of what you want your future to look like. And so, again, moving away from fossil fuels, ensuring that the environment is front and centre of the decision making processes that are happening um, is really, really important. And then just getting involved, learning about coral, educating, you know, your family and telling them about, you know, why they're so important, why we should care, uh, beach cleanups, um, you know, reaching out to any local you know, research um, stations to see if they need any volunteers. These are all things that if we do as individuals collectively can really make a positive impact. Yes, we have to save the coral reefs. <laughs> We do, we do. And, you know, there's, um, you know, I think that's very much from a, um, I guess, kind of uh, general public sense. And then I think from a research perspective, there's a whole portfolio now of activities going on that are aiming to try and conserve the reefs and buy time for the reefs. So reef restoration and things like assisted evolution. So we're kind of looking at if we can speed up the rate at which corals can adapt to these really extreme conditions that they're experiencing. Um, things like cloud seeding. So there, there's some new um, technology that they're trying to see if they can artificially create clouds over the reef to reduce the light stress that can make it worse when there's a high temperature and trigger bleaching. So there's kind of a toolbox of approaches that we as scientists are trying to explore um, to also help the reef um, get through this environmental change that it's experiencing. Wow, that is amazing. We have superhero scientists. We have superhero citizens. Wow, we have really have the best toolbox in the world to save the coral. 
We definitely have the capacity and, and, and that's the thing for me that we, we've got the ability to ensure a future for reefs. That's why I remain optimistic that we will have reefs into the future, but it's now about getting that action and that collective action to ensure that we put those tools into practice. Now, speaking of the future, what advice do you have for the future kids and basically anyone who is interested in going into marine biology or just science in general? So I think the first is to stay curious, right? As kids, you know, I have a three-year-old, right? And he's so curious. He asks questions about everything and he, and he questions everything. And then as we get older, we kind of lose that, right? We, 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 we tend to kind of accept things based on just what we're told or how things are. Um, but, as, you know, in science, it's all about questioning and trying to understand and challenge, you know, ideas that were put forward before. And so I think the first thing is to stay curious and, and to not lose that curiosity and wonder at, at, as, as you grow up, because ultimately that's what makes you a really good scientist is to look around you, observe things question you know why are things like that and then setting out to try and understand that through some sort of experimentation and um, I'd also say to you know find what you're really good and what you're really passionate about so again as we have these massive global problems um, we need everybody at the table coming up with solutions and that's not just limited to a biologist a chemist a mathematician you know we need people in in media we need people in the arts we need people in innovative design because it's about the communication it's about the scalability it's about new ideas and that collaboration so i think Find what you're really passionate about because then you'll be really good at it and you, you, you've you got a superpower uh, and generally that's what you're really passionate about. And so um, stick with that because I think that's how people can really make a difference in the world. That is some very that's great awesome. advice. Ask questions and of course, be just general superheroes in our everyday lives. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed it, and I learned so much about Coral Lease, and I'm sure my listeners have learned so much. No, it's been great to be here, um, and, yeah, I'm excited that hopefully everyone knows a little bit about more about corals, um, gets excited about corals, and hopefully we can work together and ensure that there is a future where coral reefs are happy and healthy. Yep, we got to group up all the coral reef superheroes. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spectacular Science. Spectacular Science is produced and hosted by me, Akshay J. Raman. Our theme song is by Chan Ramachandran. Special thanks to Dr. Emma Camp for accepting this interview invite. Dr. Camp, I learned so much in this episode and I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much. Please visit my website, SpectacularSci.com, to find interactive activities, articles, and blog posts. That's SpectacularSci.com. Please also subscribe wherever you're listening right now. It really encourages me, and you'll be up to date on all our new upcoming episodes. Subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Spectacular Science next week. Keep thinking about science!